turn to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, and we're going to read one verse in verse 36. If we're going to have any kind of a church that's going to make a difference, if you're going to be any kind of Christian that's going to make a difference and be a blessing to people and uh, see things done in other people's lives, then we are going to have to follow this verse here. We're going to have to do what Jesus said to do in this verse. In fact, we're going to have to work very hard on it, especially in the day and age that we live in. I want to read this, this one verse. Luke 6, verse 36 says, Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray You'll help us to just learn from this message tonight. Lord, I pray that we will follow this verse. Lord, that we will be merciful as You have been merciful. In Your name we pray. Amen. Very simple verse there. It's an easy one to memorize and it's a good one to memorize. And it's one that you're probably going to need to say say to yourself probably on a regular basis especially um, if you know if you're working a job somewhere and you especially if you're working around a bunch of lost people uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have to say that verse to you every once in a while or if you have neighbors and if you're just around people in general in fact uh, even around family sometimes you're gonna find out you are going to need to follow this verse of being merciful and not just being merciful but being merciful as Jesus is merciful. And as we go through this message, hopefully you will see how Jesus is merciful. And if you and if you want to know what does God expect me to do, we look at what He did and how He showed mercy. And He said, I want you to do the same thing for other people. But mercy, what is it exactly? Well, it means to be <clears throat> compassionate by word or deed. Being compassionate. It's not necessarily the same as forgiveness. A lot of times... People mistake the two. Forgiveness, that means freedom or pardon, deliverance or remission. Uh, that, there, there's a difference. Okay, if you do something against me, let's say you go and you bust my window in my house. Well, technically, I mean, in reality, you should pay to have that window fixed. That, that's what you deserve. You deserve to have to replace my window. But me, if I forgive you, and I say, no, I'm going to let this go, you don't have to fix my window. You don't have to. That's forgiveness. But mercy, that go, that's, it's forgiveness, but it's taking it a step further. Not only do I forgive you for breaking my window and I not make you pay for it, but I do something kind in return, maybe. I, not, maybe I, I, I'm friendly. I try to make sure you don't feel bad about it. I do something uh, that, you know, help you feel better. About what you've done. That's what mercy is. And when people are struggling, but most of the time today, when people are struggling with their problems, to them, it seems like their problems are the greatest in the world. And sometimes as Christians, if we're not careful, especially if maybe God's given you victory in your life, maybe, you know, you've been saved for a long time and, you know, you've been following the Bible for a long time and God's blessed you for it. You don't have a lot of problems maybe that other people had. And many times, we act like it's our job to correct everybody and tell them, you know, how they were wrong, or tell them, uh, maybe, you know, give them a rebuke or something, instead of showing mercy. And listen, to a certain extent, you know, we are supposed to reprove and rebuke. The Bible says in Second Timothy four two, he said, you know, reprove, rebuke. 
When he said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, that means to just kind of show people where they're wrong and then show them what's right from the Bible. Rebuke, that just means to sometimes flat out tell people, hey, this is wrong. But also it says to exhort. We've got to do that too. We need to encourage. So how, but how do we show balance when it comes to dealing with people's sin? I mean, pretty much all the problems that are going on in the world today are a direct result of sin. I mean, sin is going to create problems. Sin is going to bring bad consequences. And if you've been studying the Bible for a while, I mentioned a little bit about this morning, it's real easy sometimes to see choices that people are making and to say, you know what, if they continue doing this, this is going to happen. And because we see it ahead of time and maybe we warn them, a lot of times whenever they do get down and whenever they realize they are, I mean, they hit rock bottom, a lot of times Christians, instead of being merciful like Jesus says to us, that's kind of when we want to kick them. That's when we want to give them the old, I told you so. And that we don't, you don't really see Jesus doing that in the Bible. And he did command us to be merciful as He is merciful. But why is it that many times Christians, and you'd think if anybody in the world was going to be merciful, it would be Christians. Because let me tell you, nobody has shown mercy towards us greater than God has. And He's told us to be merciful like He's merciful. None of us deserve to be saved, but He was merciful to us. Not only did He not give us what we deserve, not only did He forgive us and say... You know, we don't, you don't have to go to hell, but he also showed mercy and he's off, and he's going to give us heaven. We don't deserve that. And not only do we have heaven to look forward to, but he even blesses us here on this earth. So why is it that Christians especially don't want to show mercy sometimes? Well, I believe one of the reasons is what many times is we think they got what they deserve. Have you ever said that before? Maybe, I mean, you don't have to admit it, I guess. But maybe you see somebody going through something, you say, man, that's exactly what they deserve. Maybe that person that you work with that just is, makes your job most miserable, that makes things the most uncomfortable for you, who's just living a wicked life and doesn't mind rubbing it in your face because he knows you're a Christian. When you see them finally starting to pay the consequences for their sin, it's real easy to have the attitude of, they got what they deserve. And we got to be careful not to always rush to judgment or you know rush to pronouncing judgment. For example, a lot of times you know maybe somebody who smokes, they announce, "I have lung cancer." Well, you know that's what you get for smoking them cigarettes all them years. You know, probably not the nicest thing in the world to say. Probably not exactly showing mercy, but a lot of Christians, boy, we're good at doing that sometimes. Or maybe somebody who's a drunk, you know, maybe they. They, they're a drunk, you've been praying for them, they, maybe you witnessed to them, they didn't listen to you, and then all of a sudden one day maybe they show up and they're like, I need you to pray for me, I've, I've got cirrhosis of the liver. And that's when we want to say, that's what happens when you drink. That's what you get for being a drunk. Or maybe some, uh, you know, uh, a backslidden Christian. They get out of church, they get away from God, and you warn them, and then they come a little few years later and they're like, man, my life's just, it's a total mess. My life's a wreck. It's like, well, you know, that's why we told you not to get out of church. That's why we told you you need to, you know, stay away from that crowd and that. And we, and we just want to, you know, run and just and preach at them some more. And they already know. Maybe a person, a lazy person, says, "I can't get a job." 
Oh, that's what you get for being a lazy bum. Nobody's going to want to hire somebody that doesn't want to do anything. You know, nobody's going to want to hire somebody with your with your record and things like that. Maybe a person uh, who, you know, just they've been dishonest, or maybe they've, uh, you know, they're not the most honest person in the world, and then they're talking about how they can't pay their bills, and then we're like, that's what you get for being a crook with your money. That's what you get for being a cheat. God's coming down on you. And you know what? All those things might be true. They might, you might, you might be one hundred percent right. But you know what? We're not always just supposed to, you know, tell people how right we are. Sometimes we're supposed to be merciful, and we've got to remember that if God gave us what we deserve, I'm stealing a quote here. There's from an old preacher named his name is Jack Parchman. He's in heaven now. He used to say this all the time. He's like, if we got what we deserved, we'd all be in our, we'd all be in hell with our backs broke. And it's true. We just, that's what we deserve. We need to be we deserve to be in hell. And a lot of times we look at people getting what they deserve, and it's almost like Christian people sometimes they get this feeling of satisfaction from seeing bad things happen to them. And we need to remember that wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe they do deserve this, but if anybody ought to have or be understanding and have mercy to somebody who's getting what they deserve, it ought to be me because God didn't give me what I deserve. I deserve to go to hell and God did not do that. God saved my soul. God's blessed my life. God's done all these wonderful things for me. You know what? I think I should have mercy on these people. Because the truth is, not only does has God shown mercy on you, but God wants to be merciful to them too. Yes, they don't deserve. Maybe you know they don't deserve to be healed of whatever they have. Maybe they don't deserve God's blessings, but neither do we. And many times we really we go comparing ourselves with other people. And it's, the truth is, it's like we think we deserve all these blessings that God's given us. We think that we deserve mercy. You can't you can't deserve mercy. If you deserve it, it's not mercy. Nobody deserves mercy. You, nobody earns mercy. Mercy is something that is given really just out of the goodness of somebody's heart. And God's given us mercy. We haven't earned a bit of it. If we earned it, it's not mercy. And we need to make sure we show that to other people. But one of the reasons we don't show mercy, we think that they got what they deserve. Another reason is we think that forgiveness is enough. Like I said, mercy involves more than just forgiveness. It involves returning good for evil. For example, maybe somebody's an unloyal friend to you. Okay, They've been unloyal to you. They did you wrong. But in return, you're loyal to them. Forgiveness, remember you know, back in the Old Testament, you remember that verse? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Remember that verse? A lot of people still quote that verse today. And they still want to use that sometimes. But Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. He's the one that talked, Jesus talked about forgiveness. For, you know, you're forgiving your brother 70 times 7. He's the one that, that well, we don't, we don't use that verse anymore as other people. We don't do eye for an eye and tooth for tooth anymore. We show forgiveness. But if, some, and if somebody's unloyal to you, yeah, if we were under the Old Testament law, then they get it back. But we're not like that anymore. You still show kindness to them. You still be loyal to them. Maybe somebody's unfriendly to you. If you're merciful, you're still friendly back to them. Maybe they treat you like garbage, but you still treat them with respect. You still treat them good. Somebody's irresponsible. 
Maybe somebody's irresponsible with their money. They they don't use it. You know, maybe they spend all their money on lottery tickets, and then they talk about being hungry later. Okay, forgiveness. You know, just says, "All right, I won't get mad at you. I won't punish you for uh, spending all your money on lottery tickets." But mercy says, "You know what? I'm still going to help this person out." They don't, yeah, they don't deserve it. But you do it anyway. Maybe somebody's dishonest with you, but in return you're honest with them. That's what showing mercy is. Maybe there's somebody, uh, you know, you see these guys out there sometimes, the people stand there holding the signs, wanting a hand out. You know, a lot of times it's real easy for us just to look at that and say, ah, you know what? You know, that's what they get for doing drugs. And we don't even we don't even know we don't even know why they're in this situation. I've always thought it would be interesting to do like a documentary or write a book, just go and interview all these people standing there holding signs and just ask them, "How'd you get to this point? You know, what brought you here?" It'd probably be interesting to hear some of their stories. And you know, some of these people they might be getting exactly what they deserve, and but maybe what they really need is somebody in their life to show them mercy. Maybe that would be the very thing that would turn them around. If somebody was merciful to them. And God, Jesus said, Be ye merciful as your Father also is merciful. You may say you're, you're afraid people like this are going to take advantage of your mercy. And that may be true. I can think of times when I've been merciful to people and they took advantage. I remember one time there was a lady that stopped by my old church and she uh, was asking for money. She needed gas money. And I kind of sensed something was up. And you know that one that there's that you know skeptical part of me that's like, yeah, you know, I think this lady's trying to scam us. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to help her out. But while she was talking about this, there was she, there was also another man, brother Steve Martin. He's been here to he's been here visiting before. And brother Steve Martin, he's probably one of the most merciful people you'll ever meet in your life. He was he was the bus driver when I was a bus captain over there. Whenever kids were bad, you know me, I was always like kick them off. You know they're not coming back. These kids don't listen. And then he was always the one that's like, ah, oh, you know. I think we ought to give him another chance, you know. And he would say, you know, these kids are going through a lot. They got this tough situation, and he would always convict me and make me feel bad because I wasn't, I wasn't very merciful. He was very merciful, and so I'm thinking, yeah, this lady's not getting anything. He's like, you know what? And he he hands her like twenty bucks. I thought, oh man, you know, it's like brother Steve. You know, I'm always looking to him as like I need to be more like that. And so I gave her some money too. And then a few days later. She shows up at my dad's house, live there close to the church, and said that she wanted to pay us back. It's like some guys in the church helped me, and I wanted to give the money back to them. But she said, all I have is this check for $60 or something. And she's like, if you would give me the other another $30, then you can cash this and get all your money back. My dad's like, no. Don't worry, you can just keep the thirty dollars. She's like, but I already wrote the check, you know. And he's like, it's like, no, that's okay. Just don't worry about it. You, know, you can tear the check up, keep the thirty dollars. You know, they won't care. She's like, oh. She like, goes back to her car. She comes back and she's like demanding he take that check, pretty much. And she's like all worried. What do y'all think was going to happen to that check after he tried cashing that? 
It was going to bounce for sure. She was trying to scam another $30. And I thought, man, I was mad. I thought, I can't believe that. Not only did, you know, why she couldn't have just been satisfied with the fact she got 30 bucks out of us, she's going to go and try to get another 30. <laughs> I thought, what a crook. And it kind of made me mad. But you know what? It's, it's good to just go ahead and be merciful. People might be trying to take advantage and they might not deserve it, but you know what? We've done that too. If we were honest, there's been times in our own life where we have taken advantage of the mercy that God has given us. And He uh, he still is kind to us. He's still good to us. We've taken advantage of His mercy. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to just go ahead and maybe put yourself in a vulnerable position. I'm not saying be reckless and be careless. We're saying, you know what? I'm not going to try to judge this situation. I'm just going to try to be merciful because God has been merciful with me many times. I'm going to do the same thing for somebody else. And you know what? If they are a crook, if they take advantage of it, you know what? God can deal with it. God can handle it. And I remember when I thought at first I was mad at that lady and I thought, man, I'd like to find her and just tell her she's a crook and you know, and all these all these things. But then I was like, you know, God can handle her. God can handle her. I mean, at the same time, I'm thinking, you know what? She's already in a pretty bad position. If you ask me, I think God's already handled it. You know, a lot of times if we would look at the state that people are in, you know, when when they're needing our mercy, I think it's pretty clear that they've already gotten, they've already paid dearly for their sin. And what they need is somebody to be merciful to them. They need that. We've got to do that. It's not it's not going to come from the world. The lost aren't going to show that kind of mercy. If it's going to come from anybody, it's got to come from us. Jesus Christ, that's the way He was. That was the way He lived. And He's told us to go and carry on these things and to do the same thing for other people. But so many times we're so quick to judge and we don't want to show mercy to people. And I'm here today to tell you that we're going to have to do that. In our church, we're going to have to do it. There's going to be people that are going to come through here and they're going to take advantage, and they're going to be—I mean—they're going to be ding dongs. I mean, this is what I like to call people. And we're just going to have to learn to say, you know what? We got to be merciful to these people. We need to be patient. We want to be a help. We want to try to make a difference. And we can't always be trying to be judge, jury, and executioner. Because I don't know if you noticed, but people that are like that, that are always wanting to fix everybody's problems, are usually miserable people. And the merciful people. Those are the ones that seem to be the happiest people. And we want to be happy. I want us to be a happy church. I want us to be a place that's loving to people and that's compassionate. But if we're trying to fix everybody's problems and never showing mercy, it's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen. We need to be merciful. Jesus commanded it. So people, they don't show mercy because they think people got what they deserve. They think that forgiveness is enough. And then third, many people think that Others are required to ask for mercy first. We think, well, I'd forgive them or I'd be merciful, but I want them to ask first. But you know what? I can show you in the Bible where there's people that God showed mercy to that didn't even ask for it. Genesis chapter 19, verse 16. I want to read this one verse to you. I think it's a great example of God's mercy. You may remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. God was going to destroy them. Lot and his family, they were the only righteous people that were in that city. And to tell you the truth, they weren't, they weren't doing that good of a job. If you ask me, they should have got burnt up in there too. 
And I believe that they did deserve it because if you look in chapter 19, when the angels came to get them out of the city, they didn't want to leave. They told them, hey, God's going to destroy the city. We are about to destroy this city. And they still didn't want to leave. They loved that wicked city so much. They wanted to just stay there and die. Now, if I'm those angels, and I know I don't think like an angel, I'm not like them, but if I'm an angel, I'm thinking, fine, you love this wicked city that much? Okay, we'll leave you here. We'll burn you up. We'll let you burn up with them. But listen to what it says in verse 16. It says, And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. The angels literally forced them out of the city. They didn't ask for God's mercy. They were just going to burn up in the city. But God was merciful to them even when they didn't ask and literally drug them kicking and screaming out of the city. They told them, they said, don't even turn back. Don't even look back at the city. You remember, Lot's wife, she looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. But let me tell you, they did not deserve to be taken out of there. They didn't deserve mercy. In fact, they didn't even ask for mercy. God just showed it because He loved them. And we're going to have to do that sometimes. There's going to be people who are, I mean, they're, they're doing wrong. They've done you wrong. They haven't even asked for forgiveness. They haven't even asked for mercy. But you just got to go ahead and do it first. The Bible says that we love Him, talking about God, because He first loved us. Maybe if we would show them mercy, if we would show them kindness and forgiveness, then maybe they would actually change. Then maybe they would repent. But as Christians, we ought to be the ones initiating things that are right. But many times we think, no, I want them to ask first. The children of Israel, while they were in the wilderness, Nehemiah chapter 9, we're not going to read through it, Verse 1 through 38, it talks about that. How they kept rebelling against God and how God was merciful to them. God kept on being merciful and they weren't asking. They never asked for forgiveness or they never asked for mercy. But God kept showing them mercy even when they didn't ask. And we remember that Jesus told us, Be ye therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. He shows mercy when we don't even ask. We need to do the same thing for other people. But then the fourth reason people don't, or Christians don't show mercy many times is because we don't think that we will ever need the kind of mercy that other people want for us. And if we're not careful, that's going to cause us to start to think that we are incapable of certain sins. For example, you know, maybe a lot of times we will, you know, look at somebody who maybe is going to prison for some horrible crime. And listen, I believe in prison. If somebody, you know, I believe you do the crime, you do the time. I think that's in the Bible somewhere. <laughs> but I believe that. But it's like almost, it's like a lot of times we're almost cheering and we're happy that that can happen. And I, there's only one reason I think that we have that attitude. So we think that could never be me. That could never happen to me. We see the messes that people get in their lives sometimes and we're real quick to be harsh to them because we think that could never happen to me. You know, I mean, we all hate you know, we, some, some of these things that go on and some of the wicked sins that you hear about. I mean, we'll look down on them. You know, we look down on the drunkard because we think, well, I'd never drink. 
That could never be me. But that could be us real quick if we mess around with certain sins. Maybe we'll even gossip about the adulterer or the fornicator because we think, I would never, I would never be involved in that kind of immoral activity. We want to be the executioner of the murderer because we would never murder anybody. So that, I'd like to be the guy that flips the switch in the electric chair for that guy. I know they don't do that anymore. I'd like to pull the lever. You know, I remember when Saddam Hussein got hung. And I, he deserved it. He needed to be, he needed to be put to death. I believe in the death penalty. But at the same time, it's like, we're anxious for it. We're glad to see it happen. We're thirsty for blood. We want to cut off the hand of the thief because we would never steal. But one of the reasons that Jesus came to earth as a man is so He could see what we go through and have the ability to show mercy. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. I want to read this first. I think this is a great verse that just shows just how greater God is. Remember, God, He's a holy God. He's not... He, I don't even believe that Jesus Christ was capable of sin, but yet at the same time, it says, Wherefore, in verse 17, "...and all things it behooved Him to be made like unto His brethren, that He might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people." So right there we see how God He came to this earth because that way He could see... Well, it's like He knows what we're going through. He knows what temptation is like. Yes, He never gave in to that temptation. Yes, He never sinned like we have. But He knows what we're going through. And because He understands that, He shows mercy to us. And many times it's like we think we could never do some of those things. But I'm here to tell you that any of us are capable of doing some terrible, terrible things. I mean, if we backslid on God... If we got away from God, if we got involved in certain sins, there is no telling where we could be. We could be that desperate drug addict. We could be that drunk that's spending all their money that should be going to groceries to buy alcohol for ourselves and letting our kids go hungry. That could be any of us. Said so we're we're quick to want to nail those people's hides to the wall. And let me tell you, if somebody doesn't provide for their family. And the Bible says they deny the faith and are worse than an infidel. That's definitely wrong. But God has not called us to be the executioner for all these people. He's told us we need to be merciful. He's merciful to us. We need to show it to others. We not and also we don't have to commit the sin to be able to show mercy. Jesus proved that. He never committed one of those sins. But yet, He's still merciful to us. He understands. There may be some things out there that people have done that you've never done. That You can say, I've never done that. I've never been involved in that. But it doesn't mean that God does not still expect you to show mercy towards other people. So then finally, the fifth thing, the reason I believe that people do not want to show mercy is we don't trust the Holy Spirit to do His job. You know, many times we think we could do a better job than the Holy Spirit. For example, a lot of times, maybe you know, we it's like we want to we want to be the ones to punish people for doing things wrong. Maybe another family they're raising their kids different than you are, and you know, and you're getting grief from your kids and stuff at home because they think you're too strict. And then maybe there's this other family that's doing everything opposite, and it's like 
we want something bad to happen to them just to prove our point, just to prove that we're right. You know what? If they're doing wrong, the Holy Spirit can deal with them. You know, I got to be careful. You know, sometimes as preachers, you know, it's tempting. Maybe there's somebody in the church and they're not exactly doing what they're supposed to do, and boy, and they're not listening. You just want to just get up there and just call them out from the pulpit. I've heard some preachers that do. I mean, they'll they'll point them out right in front of the whole church. You know, just let them have it. You know, that's uh, you know, the Holy Spirit can handle that. The Holy Spirit can deal with them. The Holy Spirit. Can convict them. I've been. I've done that before. I've tried. I've tried to bring about the punishment for that person. And every time I've done it, I've even been successful a few times. And every time I've done it, I felt like garbage later and wished I hadn't done it. Wished I had just let God deal with them. And let me tell you, God's a whole lot better at dealing with people than we are. But many times we're not merciful because it's like we think they don't deserve it. They deserve this to happen to them. And we don't trust God to handle things in the right way. So we want to handle it ourselves. We don't want to do that. If we're only merciful to those who are like us, then we're no different than the publican that's mentioned in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 46 and 47. I want to read those verses to you real quick. Matthew 5. 46, 47 it says, For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans. So if you're, if you're doing good to people that do good to you, you are no different than the publicans. They were evil people during that time. You're no different than some of the crazy groups that are out there today, they're all good to their own. If that's all we're doing, then all we're going to accomplish here at this church is just maybe getting a nice little social club together. We can't be that way. We've got to be merciful to as many people as we can to try to make a difference and to try to help them. And then the last reason I believe that many Christians do not show mercy to other people is we feel like we've got bigger problems. And you know what? That might be 100% true. However, it is not an excuse not to show mercy. For example, maybe somebody, they're having a real difficult time financially. Maybe they're, maybe they're struggling with debt and they're, maybe they're hurting and they're wanting help. And you, you see them going through that and it's real easy to look and say, you know what? I've got more than they do. I've got bigger problems than they do. I'm not, I'm not gonna waste my time trying to make them feel better. I'm not gonna waste my time being an encouragement. My problems are bigger than their problems. Maybe somebody's suffering from a physical problem. But you've got something that's worse. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, you've probably been there before where maybe you were going through something and then maybe a friend of yours or a family member, they're all talking about their problems and you know your problems worse than theirs. You know, if you ever maybe somebody's, you know, complaining about their house. It's like, oh, you know, I need a bigger house, or I wish I had a nicer house, and I hate my house. It's a dump, but it's twice as nice as yours. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing complaining to me about this? You know, I'm worse off than you, and we don't want to show mercy because we think our problems are worse, and they might be. 
Maybe they somebody's lost a loved one this past year. But maybe you've had two that have died. Maybe somebody's complaining and wanting, you know, they're wanting sympathy or wanting mercy because they had an uncle that died. But maybe your father died. And it's like we so I don't have to show mercy to them because what I'm going through is worse. And you know what? That's not what Jesus told us to do. He didn't tell us to kind of compare things. I mean, think about Jesus, the people that He showed compassion on. I mean, here's a man who left heaven to come to earth only to be rejected by His own, only to be put on a cross and to suffer greatly. And yet, He comes to earth not to set up a kingdom and not to just get a following to make and so everybody could love Him. He comes to show mercy to other people. He comes to heal their sicknesses and came to help meet their needs. That's what Jesus did. And we're supposed to do the same things. Even if we're going through something that's more difficult, God still wants us to show mercy. Maybe somebody's struggling because somebody said something mean about them. Maybe somebody called them a name. But maybe somebody just robbed your house. Think I don't have to listen to this. I don't have to show mercy. I don't need to give any sympathy. My problems are greater. And that may be true. But really, the greatest time to show mercy is when we're in need of mercy. Matthew 5, verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Main reason that you, the main reason we need to show mercy is because God told us to and we need to be obedient. But at the same time, there is a benefit to being merciful to other people. Is when we're merciful to others, God's going to be merciful to us. And I don't know about you, but I've been alive for 31 years, and I had I haven't even had one day where I've been perfect. I need mercy all the time, and I don't know. I'm not planning on doing anything real bad. I'm not. I'm not planning. On, I'm going to try to be the best Christian I can. I'm going to try to follow the Bible the best I can. That's my plan. But you know what? I might mess up. I might make some big mistakes. It's my it's my desire to be the best pastor I possibly can be. I want to, I want to be the best I can be here. That's my desire. That's my plan. But it's probably not going to happen all the time. I'm probably going to mess up pretty bad. I'm probably probably going to make some mistakes. I'm not planning on it. But it's probably going to happen. And you know what I'm going to want God to do when that day comes when maybe I mess up big time? I'm going to want God to show mercy. I'm going to to want you to show mercy. There's going to be times where I I may do you wrong and I'm going to be like, boy, I wish you'd show mercy. I know I messed up, but boy, I'd love it if you forgave me. I'd love it if you'd still be my friend. I'd love it if you still kept come to this church. That's what I'm going to want from other people when I mess up. So I'm not planning on messing up, but it may happen. And the Bible says, "Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy." When and if that day comes, I want God to be merciful to me. And if that's going to happen, in the meantime, I've got to be being merciful to other people. And that's what He told us to do. That's the plan. You might say, I don't want to do that for other people. But the truth is, this is really doing something for yourself. 
I'm not trying to say, you know, let's be sneaky about it and try to get away with something. But it was God that told us how to do that. It was God that told us how to for, uh, forgive others. He said, uh, you know, uh, in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I want to be forgiven. God said, so you need to forgive other people. If ye forgive other men their trespasses, your Father will forgive yours. So I can't do that kind of thing for other people. Understand that this is for other people, but ultimately it's for you. Ultimately, this is going to benefit you. You are going to be better off. When you help that person in need, when God sees you show that kind of mercy to somebody who doesn't deserve it, then God is going to be merciful to you when you don't deserve it. This is all making an investment for the future. And we and I, I preach this to you tonight so that because this can help you as an individual, but this is going to help our church too. If this is the way we treat other people, if we're merciful to others who don't deserve it, God's going to be merciful to us. Listen, God has already been merciful to us. God has given this church, I mean, He's given me here, I believe, far more than I deserve. He's given more than I've even asked for. And you know what? I'd like for Him to continue doing that. I like to continue seeing great things. I want God to pour out His mercy in my life. And if that's going to happen, I've got to be doing that kind of thing for other people. So I don't know who to be merciful to. You know what? You won't have to look very long and look very hard before you'll find somebody. And you know what? Show them mercy. Show them mercy. Because your day is going to come when you're going to need it. And this is how you get it. Be ye therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. So let's stand together tonight with our heads bowed and eyes closed.